You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, the season is underway. And if the Red Sox could draw up the season opener in any possible way, they may have actually come up with the script that happened on opening day because it pretty much went as they would have dreamed it. David Price gets a good start. 10 strikeouts, gets the win. You get a homer from Betts, a homer from Ortiz. You get Kimbrell to close it out despite no real stress there because it wasn't a save opportunity. I mean, this is what we wanted to see, right? All the new acquisitions pretty much in action as as, as far as the healthy ones go, and this team gets a big win in Cleveland. Yeah, it was a great start. You know, It really was. You know, A freezing cold day, so it would have been a day where you could have made a lot of excuses that – you know, from David Price's standpoint, it was either hard to grip the baseball, or from the hitter's standpoint, it was hard to hit the baseball. Uh, but in spite of that, the Red Sox played a really good game. You know, like you said, Price really set the tone. He came out blazing, you know, striking guys out left and right. And then I think, the, you know, the home run by Mookie Betts really sparked the team early. Cause, you know, you didn't know how much offense you were going to be able to have on a day like that. And then he, like, just drills one <laughs> into the seats. And then, he, you know, a couple of innings later, he makes just a great catch. Um, to rob it would have been a leadoff triple by Rajai Davis. So, yeah, a tremendous start for the Red Sox in a lot of ways. They also had uh, Travis Shaw at third base, and, and we'll get into that a little bit, the discussion of Travis Shaw over Pablo Sandoval getting the nod to start the season. And Shaw came through in the opener and, and made John Farrell look good. Yeah, he sure did. You know, that was a, an ongoing story in spring training was, you know, who was going to be the third baseman, Travis Shaw, or Pablo Sandoval, I mean, Shaw just came out kind of determined to win a spot. And I think he really earned it. And at the same time, Sandoval didn't quite show them what they were looking for, especially on defense. I mean, they noticed a big, pretty big drop-off in his range last year. And uh, from their evaluations, they, he didn't really seem to get much of that back this spring. So I think the deciding factor in John Farrell making that decision was really um, the defense he thought Shaw was was going to give them a little better defense at third base. And now what does this mean for Sandoval? I mean, how has he been since the decision? And at some point, this guy has to get on the field, and they got to find a way to work him in, right, with that contract? Yeah, I mean, Sandoval has taken it very well. I'll give him credit for that. Um, he's been smiling. He's been saying he's trying to help the team. He's saying uh, all the right things. I mean, sure, it's got to be a tough situation for him. And, that you know, John Farrell will try to mix him in when possible, and it's very important for Sandoval that when he does get in there, um, you know, he needs to do something. But, yeah, it's uh, not an easy situation for a guy who literally has no experience as a bench player, and here he is making all this money. So it's kind of an awkward situation, and, uh, you know, you wonder how long uh, it will go on like this. And, you know, it's a long season, so we'll see what happens. Maybe at some point Sandoval can, uh, can win that job back. The other big decision as far as the lineup goes was Brock Holt in left field over Rosny Castillo, and I think this is a little different than Sandoval because when the Red Sox signed Pablo Sandoval, here's a proven guy who had won rings in San Francisco, had been great in the postseason, and they gave him a big contract. They gave Rosny Castillo a big contract, but he hadn't done anything on the field, obviously, coming over from Cuba. So I think it's a different scenario. And is it a scenario where the Red Sox could come to a point where they just kind of give up on Castillo? Yeah, I mean, it could happen. I mean, um, frankly, I was a little bit surprised. I thought they were going to give uh, Castillo a chance to play every day this year because I really thought that, you know, you 
had to see once and for all, can this guy play or not? And I thought I was uh, a little curious that they just sort of uh, pulled the plug on it before the season even started. And, you know, Brock Holt, you know, Brock Holt's going to be the guy against right-handers, against most righties. You'll see Chris Young out there against lefties a lot. Um, so, you know, where does that leave Ruzne Castillo? I mean, right now he's a, a fifth outfielder, which is you know hard to believe that way with the situation when spring began, I guess just, they just didn't like what they saw from him uh, offensively. I mean, you do like what he does defensively. He's pretty athletic in left field, especially in Fenway Park. He co- he covers that well. Um, so yeah, where you know where do we go from here with Ruzne Castillo? That's going to be another storyline that's uh, interesting to watch and to see like what he does uh, when he does get on the field. The Red Sox were able to kind of delay a decision as far as catchers go, and obviously they have Blake Swihart and Ryan Hannigan and, and Christian Vasquez, but with Vasquez on the DL still coming off that Tommy John surgery, they didn't really have to make that big decision yet. Um, eventually, though, he's going to be healthy. you have any inside thoughts on, on how this is all going to pan out with those three catchers? Yeah, I mean, if they think that Vasquez is, is fully good to go and, you know, can help the team more than Ryan Hannigan at some point, I mean, I think they'll, they'll make the move and um, they might be able to find a trade partner for Ryan Hannigan and be a pretty nice backup catcher for somebody. But at the same point, from an insurance standpoint, it's like, you know, you almost want to have all three guys in the organization because catching depth is so hard to find. And they could simply um, keep Vasquez down in the minor leagues on an option, you know, once his rehab expires. So that, that's an option that hasn't been talked about as much. But that is certainly something that could happen. It would be tough for Christian, um, but you know Ryan Ryan Hannigan is only under contract for you know this is last year. So like I said, you know maybe you want to protect yourself and keep all three of the guys. I mean Ryan Hannigan works really well with Joe Kelly, so that's a clear uh, strength of his and something that he provides to the team. But uh, yeah, you just have to you know have to kind of wait and see how they, it is an interesting situation here. Now that the season's here, Ian, I want to go through your three keys to success for this Red Sox team for them to have a, a good season and, and get back to the postseason. Uh, you pick three. Let's start at the top, and, and uh, we saw what David Price can do, and we know what David Price can do, but your number one key to success is the rotation after Price. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, what David Price did, that really shouldn't have been a surprise. As fun as it was to watch, uh, you know, that really shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. I think the Red Sox are generally going to be uh, a very good team when David Price takes the mound. And when a guy takes the mound like that, your offense generally plays a little better, too, because you're just fe- feeling more relaxed and confident out there and defense as well. Um, I think that it's going to be a bigger test to see what happens starting tonight when Clay Buckles takes the mound and then um, when Joe Kelly pitches and then when Rick Porcello pitches to see what these guys are going to do this year because you really need some solid starting pitching after um, David Price. And, you know, Porcello, you talk about a guy, you try not to go by spring training numbers and spring training performance, but his numbers were so dramatically bad that, you know, you do wonder if something is up there. Um, so I think that, you know, everybody maybe takes a, you know, breathes a sigh every week when, when once Rick Porcello makes his first start uh, Friday in Toronto, maybe, uh, you know, has a good start. I think everyone's kind of eager to see his, his first start. Yeah, 9.77 ERA in his four spring training starts. How far away is Eduardo is uh, is Rodriguez as far as coming back? Because I would think when he comes back, whoever's struggling the most, right, will be facing the pressure of maybe getting bumped out of that rotation? Yeah, I would think so. And, uh, you know, Stephen Wright would be the obvious guy that would, uh, you know, he'll stay on the team. He'll probably just move to the bullpen because he's out of minor league options. And he's that classic knuckleball type swingman who can do both roles effectively and uh, unselfish guy. So that's probably what happened. But you know the progression they've laid out for Eduardo Rodriguez 
it sounds to me like the second week of May, like right around uh, Mother's Day, right around then would be the time when he comes back to the team after he goes to his full um, ramp up of, of minor league rehab starts. Your second key to success is Hanley Ramirez staying healthy. And we saw an athletic Hanley Ramirez in the opener. Uh, we saw him go first to third. He looked real good on the base paths. He needs to stay in that good, healthy mode. He does, yeah. Hanley's a huge part for this team this year. I mean, they just really need his bat. Um, after David there to protect David Ortiz. Because when, when Hanley's functioning, hitting at a high level, he's a, he's a pretty tough uh, a pretty tough out there. And he looks like he's back to being the more dynamic offensive player that he was before he got to the Red Sox. And he's also made a really nice transition to first base. Um, that was a huge question when spring training started, and he's just really kind of hit the ground running over there. And, yeah, you saw the base running on opening day going from first to third um, with aggression. He's really into it right now, uh, really a part of this team. And that's just, you know, he has done some nagging injuries in the past. So it's just, I think it's important that you can keep this guy on the field. And then your third key to success is Carson Smith having a smooth return from injury. Obviously, he's not there right now, but eventually this season, that guy's going to have a big role in the bullpen. Yeah, you know, as great as the bullpen looked yesterday, they went with their, their perfect 7-8-9 um, trio of Tozawa to Koji to Kimbrell, which is kind of what they planned. But the real test is going to be those days when those guys have worked two or three days in a row. And you need somebody else to come in and get some key outs. And that's where Carson Smith comes in. And that's why they were so excited to get him. You see the way these bullpens are built now. It's really not built with three good relievers. It's really built with four or five guys who can really get the job done. Um, and that's why Carson Smith is really important. It was concerning that he had the elbow problem in spring training. And you hope that it's not something that's going to linger. So I think that's important for them to get him back healthy and throwing the ball the way he can. This has been MLB.com Extras, Red Sox edition. Ian Brown, thanks so much. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.